Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeet's official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeetsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeet's official, official sponsor of the corner booth pop. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Those little beans are up here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my co-host, Matt Ardazzo. Week two is in the books as we speak. You got Tennessee and Buffalo kicked off already. My birds and the Vikings kick off in about 45 minutes. Half out, an hour-ish. We're going to try to bang this episode out beforehand so I can go watch my game and Matt can go relax and enjoy his night. Oh, man. One of the strangest weekends in pro football I'd ever seen. College football wasn't that crazy. I watched the most boring game of all time. That was AM versus um, Miami. Also, mm-hmm. Josh Gaddis should be beaten for that freaking play calling. His I had never seen more conservative play calling in my life. He kept going conservative, and it wasn't working. When they played aggressive, they moved the ball. And it was like – and you know what? They, Miami deserved to lose that game. I'll when say I was right now. We're going to get out of the way right now. <laughs> They're gonna, they, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're, Watching you're, you're, that game, um, well, first of all, Josh Gaddis, Gaddis' offense, his play calling was horrendous, especially in the red zone. I mean, despite I, they still lost despite outgoing, out, outgaining Texas in yards, three ninety two to two sixty four. Like you said, conservative play calling. The last time 
I think I've seen that conservative of play calling, especially on third and longs, things like that. It was probably Adam Gase whenever he would just fucking dump the ball off to this 37-year-old Frank Gore to try and get 15 yards to convert a third down, and it was just impossible. Tyler Van Dyke did not look too good. 21 of 41 passes, 217 yards, no touchdowns, three field goals that entire game. Um, I mean, it's 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 a tough – it was a defensive game. I mean, Miami kind of outdid them in everything besides points. I mean, they got – they. They outscored them in yards, 392 to 264. Like I said, they got 27 first downs, and they controlled the ball for 34 minutes and 20 seconds of that game compared to Texas A&M, which I believe was about 10 minutes less that they controlled. So they had everything in their in their hands. I know play, the you know officiating was a little spotty with some of their calls, and I know you're the holding and everything like that, but it just seems like it's a trend from what I've noticed, you know, Mario Cristobal with these big games. Yeah, well, hopefully, because usually Tyler Van Dyke's a big-game quarterback. At least he was last year. So, hopefully, going forward, this isn't an issue. We also lost Restrepo literally Friday morning. Our, our number one receiver, our number three receiver, Jacoby George, is now out for most of the season, too. So, what well, injuries in the receiving core. I will say this. I'm going to talk about this game now, and we won't bring it up during the six-pack. Miami needed to lose this game because of what I saw on Saturday – they are a better team than Texas A&M, but they did not play like it. They failed to execute in the red zone. They did not make smart. They did not play smart football the entire game. Their special teams was atrocious, and they lost. And they deserve to lose. They deserve to be ranked twenty fifth. If they follow the ranks, they'd be a little overkill. But being twenty fifth is perfect. Keep the boys just enough to smell the fucking roses, but make them so far away they got to get hungry again. Mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee State might get run out of the building like Central Connecticut State was last year. They may just be that ugly. Like, like Jake Garcia may be throwing passes by halftime. Mm-hmm. I really feel bad because the, my I think Mario Cristobal and that offense are going to just try to railroad everybody the rest of the season. Um, I think the best – this was best-case scenario Miami lost because, honestly, they were not ready. Then they get 3-0 North Carolina at home. The following week, then Virginia Tech on the road, Duke at home, Virginia at home, Florida State at home, or sorry, Virginia away, then Georgia Tech, Clemson, Pitt. So they have two games. They have three hard games left, basically. Mm-hmm. Florida State, Clemson, my and Pitt. Mm-hmm. Miami, start revving those engines. They'll start steamrolling. I'm not really worried about it. I, I honestly think – this was the best humbling experience they could have gotten, and we're coming for you, Clemson. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's what that is. It's a humbling experience because, like you said, which you were absolutely correct with all your points, that Miami was the better team than Texas A&M. It's just they just didn't play like they wanted to win that game. But it's early in the season. It's one game. Hopefully this is a wake-up call, like you said. This lights a fire under every – Moving on. Signing football. I get it. It's the oldest rivalry in football. But how many more times do I have to watch Aaron Rodgers beat up on a team he owns? I mean, like, who who in the NFL? Because we all saw what the Chicago Bears were, were building, quote-unquote building nothing, in the offseason and everything with the draft. And, like, who thought this was going to be a good idea to make that a primetime game? Only reason why I watched it was because it was fucking reruns of Impractical Jokers that was on or whatever. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to watch this game. It was it was terrible. There was an, obviously, like as predicted, nothing on Chicago's end. Rodgers put up twenty seven points with a mediocre offense. 
you know, receivers wise and everything like that. I mean, I, it wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable. I Packers, <laughs> they own the bears. It's not going to change anytime soon. They lose Devontae Adams and they still can beat the bears. Yeah. Um, I would have rather seen uh, if you really, I understand getting the Packers on Sunday football, but you're a game with Philadelphia Thanksgiving weekend. Let's, do pack like go down the road. Do Packers Lions on Sunday football? That would be fucking epic. Motor City Dan Campbell against Aaron Ro- Aaron Ayahuasca Rogers. Like I I am all about that matchup. What kills me is that I swear to God somebody's a, somebody's a Bears fan at uh, at NBC, like in the higher ups the schedule department. That's what it's got to be. There is no way in hell that they are like logically without any like bias picking that game. So uh, there was like, a Cardinals Raiders would have been perfect. That game was awesome. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, yeah, wild weekend of football. I just want to get that off my chest. Aaron Rodgers kicked their ass by the way. So we'll just do that sentence. So we don't have to talk about it later. Um, I still own you. Aaron still owns you. That's my sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how that is, pretty much. I think they it would have been a better game if they just moved the Dallas Bengals game to primetime, honestly. Because I Cooper Rush <laughs> friggin' beats the Bengals. And his passes were terrible. If you watch his if you watch that game, he lobbed. He threw some softball throws as passes, like no zip on it whatsoever. And if I'm a defensive back, I'm gonna jump on those things. They're like 35 mile an hour little underhand passes. You know what the worst, funniest part was? It's like everyone's cracking up. Everyone's like, "Oh, oh, like, oh, this is like it's Cooper Rush, man." It's like, I was, I was ticked off about. Uh, I was still mad that I had to watch Cowboys Bengals, but it was like, "Oh, this game's actually fun as shit." Oh, the Bengals suck. Great, dude. I'm. I don't know how the Bengals offense is not steamrolling through teams. I mean, I know that the offensive line is still, it's not as terrible as it was last year. I don't think, but it's not, it's not great this year, but they've got Alex cap. I think they got JC Treader. They got Leal Collins. Like they've improved and they're not winning games. And that was their only weakness last year. So I'm, I'm very surprised, but like more surprised that T Higgins, Jamar chase and Tyler Boyd are not running through all of these defenses, but they had the jets next week. So, We'll see if that's a bounce back for them. Yo, if the Bengals start 0-3, yo. Let's oh, man, I'll be the happiest dude alive just because my team will be 2-1 if that's the case. Listen, Joe almost elite Flacco is oh, that dude. We'll talk about that during one sentence game. All right, well, college football is kind of lame this week except for one moment. App State Troy, the last play of the game. One of the, if you have not seen it yet, me and Matt will find a way to get up on our Twitter and our Instagram. It is amazing. A Hail Mary pass tipped back to what the five or 10 a receiver runs around the pile and scores. It is from App State. It was awesome. It lived up to the hype. I really wish it would have been Miami, Texas AM still for game day, but I understand that like App State hype, the hype is real. App State's like that team, like you can't hate App State. Like, they almost beat my Hurricanes last year. Like, if you see App State in your schedule, you're scared. Yeah. App State's like the Lions. It's like they're starting to get a little better, and it's like you're happy for them. You're like, I don't want you to play me. No, they're not the Lions. They're the – what are they? 
they're Jaguars. the early years. They're the yeah, well the to the Colts, yeah. Um they're the early year um Jim Harbaugh 49ers where they weren't going to win 10 games, 12 games, but they were going to play you fucking hard mm-hmm. and they were not going to give you an easy win. Okay. So yeah, basically the Lions right now. It's it, they're fun to watch. I I saw that play and I was like there's no freaking way. Only in college. Well, he can't say only in college cuz it happens every now and then in the NFL, but that was, that was just an amazing little Hail Mary that just it just landed right in the lap of that guy and kudos to App State. They're having a lot of fun. Yo, Darius Slay and Fletcher Cox coming in just like like in their like their little like Fletcher Cox is in like a freaking flashy white leisure suit. I'm like, oh god. Either he's gonna have four sacks tonight or get a cramp on the first play of the game. <laughs> um there's no in between. Like I also didn't realize this. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but the Vikings and Eagles fucking hate each other. I just didn't re- like the team's fan bases hate each other. I and I didn't realize I'm like, oh, okay. This has gotten a little more interesting now. But college football besides that kind of sucked this week, except for our six-pack games. Uh, let's jump into the six-pack from last week, which will lead us into one sentence game, which will lead us into Monday Night Football. Uh, no guests this week, so it'll be a quick and efficient show. Miami versus AM. We talked about this already. It was depressing. Both of us missed on that one. Um, NC State, Texas Tech. NC State's legit. That defense is. That defense can stop a Big 12 passing game. That Good for them. Uh, Penn State, Auburn. Penn State's good. Auburn sucks. Mm-hmm. Next. Matt yeah. got uh, Penn State. I did not. Um, we are commanders. <laughs> Listen, that Carson Wentz still oh got me a good fantasy total in, uh, in my ESPN oh, league. But other than that, good nothing. for fantasy. He always has been. He can still throw two interceptions yet rack up 20 points. He's that dude. Here's the problem. Oh, the Lions kicked the living piss out of him. Uh, we both had the Lions. Yep. Um, I loved that pick. I love the Lions. I don't I, Carson went to that dude. He'll get you fantasy points, obviously. But I love the fact that with Carson Wentz, you you always can count on the team he's playing to have a shot at winning. And the Detroit Lions came out. They ran the ball effectively. Their offensive line looked elite. Their pass rush was just getting home, which makes me feel a little more comparable about my Eagles O-line because they, they didn't touch Hurts almost the entire game. Mm-hmm. It was like, I think they made con- they hit him like three or four times outside the pocket, inside the pocket, I mean. So with that all being said, one, the Redskins shouldn't have been talking shit about Phil Redskins' uh, uh Fan pages should have been talking shit about Philadelphia and Dallas when they both won and the Giants won and they just got their ass kicked. Hmm. Eagles haven't won yet. Eagles won last week. But I love it. All right. Dolphins, Ravens. Probably the second greatest end to a game I saw. Third greatest end to the game I saw this week. Holy two, it's hung of I what the shit. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Six touchdowns, two interceptions. The game winner to Waddle and right before overtime, dude, you can't make this shit up, man. And watching Ravens fans just unravel on Twitter and TikTok was a stunner. Mm. Quick side note: uh, Titans offensive lineman Taylor Lewan was just uh, carted off to the locker room with a lower body injury. It's okay; he can still podcast. That's <laughs> suck. That does suck, though. Um, listen, I'll be the first to admit Tua deserves some love from a guy that was 
very critical of him before the season started. I will admit he is looking good. He's 36 of 50 this past game, 469 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. That two interceptions doesn't even matter. That will get wiped out easily by the rest of those stats. He, listen, you can say he's underthrowing the ball still. It's, you know, he still is if you look at some passes, but he's getting it done. He's throwing a lot of yards. He's getting a lot of touchdowns. They're winning games. They're coming back 28 points in the fourth quarter. They win 42-38. Insane end to that game. Miami fans were probably screaming, which I would have been. That was just a great game, great victory for them, and great for Tua. I am just blown away by the – just it, with Tyreek Hill and Waddle together, it's just like the perfect storm for him. And also, give a, a guy a credit to Mike McDowell. Like, that team looks great. Oh, yeah. They can't he, uh... stop anybody, but they look great. As interesting of a guy that he is, he seems to be a great coach in that system. So, I mean, you know, I, I still think obviously Brian Flores should be a head coach in this league still, but Mike McDaniel looks like a very good replacement for him right now. Um. All right. Noah Tampa, I hit on this one. You did not. Um, Mike Evans is a menace to society. <laughs> Mike that Evans is – that can't, I think we legit. It's worse than it's 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 getting to the level of Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan now. Mike Evans is the definition of I got your back because he does not mess around. I saw that ghost shadow. Dude, he, that Lattimore put a finger on Lenny. He's like Lattimore, just chart. It looks more like the cop from freaking uh, Cloud of the Chance. <laughs> running full speed, just decks him. And I'm just like, yo. And then Marcus May is trying to tackle him, but it's just not going uh. well. They um well Evans got a one game suspension after all of that. I'm I'm not sure what Lattimore's uh punishment was too. Yeah. I don't know if they both got one games or not, but I know Mike Evans got a game suspension. I think they both got suspended a game. It's because they, they cited because of the history of these two fighting. I'm like, no shit, asshole. <laughs> these two fucking hate each other. Listen. Mike Evans will not play next week, and he will probably still finish the lead, the season with thousand yards receiving. He's just a menace. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, I think and we saw the real Jameis. Let's be honest, we saw yeah. the real Jameis. I took the uh, I was trying to ride the high of uh, you know Brady being like zero and four against the Saints in the regular season the last couple of years, but uh, even with Jameis and Taysom Hill, but it seems like he snapped that. But listen, let's talk about. No, we don't have to go into detail, but pretty much the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't look as good as I think we all thought they'd be offensively. I think the NFC North is a clusterfuck. Can we just say that right now? I think, yeah. I think NFC the South, sorry. I think the uh, NFC South is a clusterfuck for sure. Um, Atlanta almost beat the Rams. The Texans lose barely lose to the Broncos. The Colts fucking terrible. They get shut out by the Jaguars. I think both Southern, both, uh, Southern Division are just absolute trash. Yeah. Uh, my 10-win Jaguars prediction not looking too ha- awful anymore, is it? No, it's – um. listen, they – 24-0 against the Colts, who all three of us when we were on the show, uh, me, you, and JD, all thought Colts were going to win that division. And um, Stomp. Listen, I, maybe Christian Kirk overpaying him was what they needed. I don't know. Listen, but, that boy put up two touchdowns, my, two touchdowns for my fantasy team last Ooh. night. I'm, I'm hyped for it. Christian Kirk, Dougie P, and Trevor Lawrence seem like to be like the three amigos down there. I love it. That's that's absolutely fucking awesome. I, I love everything about this. Um, all right. 
Are you ready for the one sentence game? I think it's about that time. I'm ready. All right, let's fucking do it. All right, kicking it off. Chargers, Chiefs talked about this a little bit, but <sighs> leave it to the Chiefs to blow primetime leads to Mahomes. That's my sentence. Yeah. Um, you know what? The Chiefs are what we thought they were, which was just they're, they're a team that we all know is going to be dominant. They're a team that we all know is going to win games, probably win that division still. We, no matter how much we want to believe they're not going to because they don't got Tyreek, they still make a figure out how to do it. Oh, yeah. Jets and Browns. Oh. Joe almost to lead. Flacco is that dude, but Garrett Wilson, that boy is just a touchdown machine. Joe, cool, man. My sentence is Joe Flacco is KFC. What I mean by that is he's not elite, but he's pretty fucking good still. He gets the job done when exactly. you're Exactly. When it comes time to push and shove, Joe Cool will get the job done. 14 points in a minute and 30-something seconds. Y'all good? Y'all good, Cleveland? Uh, I, I'm seriously starting to wonder right now. I, my favorite part of that entire game was when they had all of the Jumbotrons had Cleveland 2-0 first time since 19-whatever, this and that. Boom. Joe Cool, 14 points under two minutes. Silenced them. It. Garrett I Wilson. Love, I love when teams fuck up and put the shit out too early. Take a that stroll down. Corey uh, Davis was like, yo, who the fuck is covering this guy? Take a stroll on the Jets Twitter page. Um, you'll see they're, they trolled the, Bronco, the Browns a lot. So take it I love how horrible the Browns are at being front runners. I love this. It's there. I didn't think the Browns could be like the Browns were like sympathetic when they were shit, but they're the biggest sore winners and they like don't like and they're big even bigger sore losers now that they're losing at the top or what they thought was the top. Oh, we're the Super Bowl favorites. Oh, watch Joe Flacco take <laughs> it down, boy. Oh my god, I love it. All righty. Moving on. We are commanders. We lose to Detroit. Um, my sentence is simply this Dan Campbell, one and one. Playoff, here we come. Oh man, my sentence is grit is the it factor in that game. And the grit comes from the Detroit Lions. Getting those, shit done. It's the trenches that yeah, every player on the team has a chip on their shoulder. But though that team's offensive defensive line is going to win them a lot of games this year because they're just better than you. Their offensive Listen. line, they had a rookie in there who's hadn't started a game in five seasons yet, comes in bulldozing dudes. I think he took Jonathan Allen to the seats. Listen, Amon, listen, the, the Lions offense, listen, they got a Monroe St. Brown, got Josh Reynolds, DJ Chark, they got double yeah, running backs. Yeah, Jameson Williams has come back. So the the thing is, is that they're not using all of their guys. Like they're not really using Hawkinson that much. Things like that. They're it's, still winning these them. games. Everyone's shading them because they don't. We don't want to get burned by TJ. And I'm like, I don't blame you, but they also yeah. have three pretty damn good receivers. Yeah, but you know what? Back to back weeks of thirty plus points. Uh, I think the Lions are the real deal offensively, and I think Joe, Jared Goff might have found his system. Fuck yeah! All righty. We're gonna talk Bucks Saints a little bit. We'll make it. We'll make this simple. Mike Evans is going for his NBA, NFL Young Boy application. George Pickens, watch out. <laughs> he's uh he's practicing in the Andre Johnson dojo. That's not a bad dojo to be in. No. All right, you got uh, something for this? Uh, you know what? Fool, me, I don't know. Fool me once, shame on you. You know they Saints were fooling Tom Brady like four and zero against them. You're not. You fool got nothing. Once, you never get fooled again, George. Yeah. Bruce. And Tom Brady said, you know what, fuck that. I'm not going to be a dumbass on TV anymore. And 
beat the Saints finally. But it's crazy, you know, just Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill were beating them last year. But you know what? Tom Brady, man, old mm. fucking skin and bone Tom Brady, his face is so skinny, man. Destroyed him. Skin in the bones. Oh, it's 7 7 uh, Tennessee. They have the ball right now. Nice. Derek Henry, two yard touchdown run. Ooh. <laughs> if only I had any of those guys in my league. Fair enough. They did up. They did up Josh Gordon to the practice. To uh, I saw. To, I'm hype. I want to see Flash Gordon. Um. Also, because Chiseled Adonis, whenever a Gordon scores, Flash. Oh, I love that <laughs> shit. It's funny as fuck. All right. Um. Speaking of dummies from the NFC South, Matt Rule. Oh, oh my God! The Panthers had five opportunities to score in that last drive. No, let's not put it in shotgun and give Baker a better chance to complete the passes. Let's do play action out of the under center. The Giants sent guys home, and they came knock, and Baker answered the door like a schmuck. Oh, my God. That was terrible. That last drive was so depressing, and then they make the stop. They have Daniel Jones bottled up. They have everything covered, and they let him scramble for that first down. I'm like, you stupid mother. Like, the Panthers are fucking terrible, man. I, like, You know what? They're the Browns of two years ago. Mm-hmm. The Freddie Kitchen Browns. They have a ton of talent on that offense. They have some good guys in that defense. But they cannot finish games because their quarterback is a rube. I mean, their head coach is a rube. It's crazy. Baker, Mayfield, Chuba Hubbard, Christian McCaffrey, LaVisca Chanel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and you're 0-2. And the Giants, listen, the Giants are 2-0. Credit to them, but they're not a good offensive team. They're, they're not putting up points. ugly games against mediocre teams. That's yeah. why I said, like, Giants fans, relax. Give you all the credit in the world for winning the games, but chill. Don't go start chewing up somebody's tree the wrong way because you might get absolutely kick curb stomped by a top team. But the thing with that is this is a game that Carolina should have had locked in. So my statement on this game is look in the mirror because for all the people that are wondering in Carolina, what's wrong with my team? What's the issue? Go tell Matt Rule to go look in the mirror because it's him. Well, his hair is retreating, fat, retreating faster than the British towards the end of the Revolutionary War. Can't believe he got a six-year deal when they hired him. Oh, my God. That was such a waste. So the, so the Giants may start off um, brace for this. Brace for this right now. Um, the New York Giants, there is a very realistic chance. I'm trying to see who they play. Yeah, they may start off 4-0. They play the they Cowboys They have the Cowboys next week. next week, and then they have the Bears the following week. They don't play a tough team until the Packers week 5, October 9th in Lambeau. Yeah. It's um, the Giants. Listen, the Giants, like I told you. As you know, it's in London. And that's anybody's game. That's there's no home field advantage over there. It's um it's an interesting season for them. They're in a rebuild season, but they have a pretty easy schedule for you know the first eight games. I'm not comparing them because they're not gonna win the Super Bowl next year, hopefully not. They remind me a lot of the twenty sixteen Eagles where they're starting off really hot. They're winning a lot of games, luckily. Actually, mm-hmm. no, the twenty sixteen Eagles were kicking teams ass the first four weeks. They remind me a lot of um shit. Who was it? There was a team last year who started off like super hot for no reason. Everyone couldn't explain why they were winning games. Like you talk about Pittsburgh or Arizona? Yeah. I think it was no, I think it was Pittsburgh last year where there was no reason why they were winning games, but they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, because yeah. Roethlisberger looked terrible and they're still winning. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I, I'll, I'll credit to the Giants, but Giants fans, just, just chill a little bit. All right. Like, like, I, I, I have a lot of friends who are Giants fans. I love them dearly, but like, 
Don't don't get your hopes up too high. It's still early. <clears throat> That's why I'm not getting my hopes too up high. I was like, oh, Eagles, bro, they're gonna be great. I'm like, get to the playoffs. <laughs> then we'll talk. <clears throat> 2008 and 2011 still 2011 still hangs in my head. Dream team. Ugh. All right. Speaking of Steelers, Patriots Steelers. Um, I don't want to talk about this game any more than I have to because it sucked. It was so boring to watch. So uh, Nelson Aguilar can catch contested catches, and um, both these teams won't make the playoffs. I just want to say quickly: settle down, Patriots fans. You've got a defensive coordinator calling your plays. You're putting up garbage amount of points. You still look terrible. Mac Jones isn't looking good this year right now. I wonder why. And you beat Mitch Trubisky. Congratulations. Settle down. Fair enough. Well spoken. <laughs> All right. Jags and Colts. Oh, I'm going to say about this is Dougie Peterson. I trust the visor dog. Or not the visor. Where's the hat now? I just, any listen, the Doug Peterson team is a pain in the ass to put away. And he's taking on his disciple, Frank Reich. And I just, I knew this was going to get fun. I knew Trevor was going to get outside the pocket. When they get James Robinson rolling, that team is a hard team to beat if they can keep the – like, listen, they have a good defensive front. They run the ball well, and they make – they have an efficient offense in that Peterson in that Peterson offense, which make Nick Foles a Super Bowl MVP, let's remember. So, Jags are, Jags are going to be a tough team to play. Yeah. My uh, statement on that game would be sometimes rest is the key. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, you know, obviously teams draft their quarterbacks of the future and they plan on sitting them for a year to learn and then they start them in their sophomore year. Maybe Dougie P just needed that one year off to kind of refigure things out, recuperate, get a clear mind. Separate his head from Carson Wentz's. What yeah. the shit was that, Carson? But he go, listen, he goes in the Jags, but they're one and one. But they're in, they're in these games. They shut out the Colts, who the Colts are the divisional favorites right now. So listen, I, I'm excited to see this Jaguar season under Dougie P. I love how we don't call him Doug Peterson. It's Dougie P. It's Dougie P. That's it. I've been calling him Dougie P since day one of him being <laughs> the coach. All right. Next up, Ravens Dolphins. Of course, we already talked about a lot about this during the six pack, but uh, I'll go quickly with a sentence. That receiving core is damn fast, and Tua loves it. Also, um, Ravens. Uh, just a heads up, Lamar Jackson will not be a Raven next year. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson could be a giant next year. I'm not going to lie. I don't, think that's a very that big possibility. Don't do that to me. Well, you don't have to worry about the commanders. They go for the mid-Kirk Cousin type tier quarterback, so they're never going to go for Lamar. No, the, the Giants wouldn't want to pay that much for a quarterback. They learned their lesson with Kerry Collins and um, Kurt Warner. I would um, say uh, the problem is, like, if the if I don't think the, he'll be, won't be a cowboy because of Dak and that contract. Uh, Lamar Jackson to the Lions. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, he, ain't gritty. Is, he ain't gritty. He ain't gritty enough for him. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to be weird or anything. But I think I think Dan Campbell is fucking sucking off Jared Goff or something because that looks like too good of a perfect match made in heaven with those two. He's just a pissed off enough skinny white boy to be perfect with Dan Campbell. Oh yeah. Listen, if you talk about the play, guys have been screwed over for no fucking reason more in the NFL, uh, Jared Goff is on that list. You know who I think would be a perfect destination for Lamar Jackson? Seattle. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Oh, my God. He could just yeet the ball downfield as hard yeah. as possible. They're out there somewhere. Healthy Noah, Noah fan. Noah Fant's a pretty fast tight end, too. Yeah. 
He could probably recruit one of his. He can probably. I think Duvernay's in the last year of his deal, so he can probably go tell him to come. There also is a chance like Baltimore gets their head out of their ass and resigns him because I think he loves throwing to Bateman. Yo, Loki, I thought Bateman was gonna jump that ref on that Hail Mary call. <laughs> I mean, he slammed his helmet to the ground. I was getting his head. I'm like, yo, Bateman might murder this fool. Let's be honest. The only other options that Baltimore has that they let Lamar go is to try and draft any of the three quarterbacks like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Kayla Williams if he goes. And or all, Will Levis. Well, I was going to say all three of those major schools do not produce solid NFL quarterbacks. I think so. Kayla Williams has one more year left. He has to play. Uh, well, either way, Ohio State and Alabama do not produce high-level high quarterbacks. And also after this weekend, uh, Tyler Van Dyke will not be a quarterback in the draft this year. He will wait one more year after that. I think he needs to – he cannot throw on the run. No, I think, yeah, let him wait a year, build his stock back up. Yeah, and then they'll have Jake Garcia for one. It'll suck for Jake Garcia, but in that freshman quarterback, but whatever. Um, all righty. Moving on. All right. Uh, Falcons, Rams. I watched about 30 seconds of highlights of this game, and it was just pure fucking chaos. So I this simply this. The Falcons are the funnest losing team in football right now. You know, the, uh, I, I don't even know what my sentence would be for this game because I tuned into the game and the Rams were dominating them. And then all of a sudden I turn it back on and they just won like 30s. They won by like three or four points. There point was blocked four. punts. There was broken coverages. There was missed tackles. Like the Lions, the Falcons are the funnest shit team in football. They are last year's Lions. The, the Falcons are last year's Lions. That's what they are. The Falcons, listen, they, they make it fun. They either... They either blow the lead in the fourth quarter and everybody has a good laugh over it, or they they make a little comeback and then they fall short. Either way, they don't get the job done. So in my sense, would be same old Falcons not getting the job done. Very true. All right. I love my phone keeps locking. I keep trying to look at it. All righty. 49er Seahawks, Colin Cowherd, and Trey Lance, the beef of the century. Um, On top of that, it's like, gee, Kyle, I, I love how, like, I never even knew that him and uh, his daughter Liv were dating for a while. But, like, that's crazy to think about. But it's like now you show the video evidence of what he was like when they were dating, which is like when the, what it is now. Yeah, it, you can tell Car- at, Kyle may have a little bit. I'm not saying he is. It looks like he may have an axe to ground with Lance. Um, Jimmy G and that Niners offense makes them a playoff team, but they're going to be fucking useless when they play a team that can score points. Listen, my my sentence would be like get your head out of your ass, San Francisco, pretty much, because Jimmy G should have been starting this season from the beginning. We've run the stats in past episodes. He has a thirty-one and like fourteen record, I think, as a Niner when he's healthy. They've got an eight win and twenty something or whatever record of on a losing streak whenever he's not the quarterback of that team when he's not healthy. As long as Jimmy G's healthy, he should be the quarterback for that team over Trey Lance. They should have been two and zero oh if they had Jimmy G in there. So now they're one and one. Now they got to see if they can continue that for the rest of the season. But that's my sentence for the game. Jimmy G should never have been benched. Oh yeah. All righty, Bengals Cowboys. Holy Cooper Rush, Batman! Oh, like man. I, I am actually. That was my sentence. I'm actually very impressed. The Cowboys showed a lot of grit. They showed a lot of toughness. And listen, when they drove the field and scored, I wasn't even mad. Usually I'm pissed when the Cowboys win, but I'm like, the fuck am I going to get mad about? They fought hard. I don't know. Um, you know, it's 
it's one of those things where it's like, all right, is Cooper Rush not as bad as we think he is, or are the Bengals just that bad? Because now I'm looking at my team going to face them next week. I think it's a little A, a little B. I think it's kind of both. Yeah. I look at my team facing them next week, and I hope they're not pissed off because I'm not trying to have an angry Bengals, angry Bengals <laughs> team, angry Bengals. <laughs> Bengals team in my stadium. But um, I will say my my sentence it would be one word, which is shocked because I'm shocked the Bengals are zero and two. I am, I am flabbergasted. I am hoodwinked, bamboozled. <laughs> I'm whimsicled that the uh, the Bengals no, are zero two. Oh, I am damn bamboozled. It. I. Uh, um, it's the just Super Bowl crazy. Hangover curse is real, man. Yeah, it's terrible. All right. Speaking of just a horrible game, um, Broncos sixteen, Texans nine. Why isn't this simply the Texans? The, I mean, the Broncos fucking suck. I hope everyone realizes that. Also, Lovey Smith's defense is fucking legit. Yeah, you know what? His defense has always been legit. It's always just been the offense of that team that's always been the big question mark for Lovey Smith. But you know, it's. My sentence would be same old Broncos in a sense. I mean, Jerry Judy hurt again. It's pretty much a trend with Jerry Judy. It's a matter of time before Quentin Sutton goes down. Mm-hmm. But where's is Russell Wilson okay? Like, do we need to check on him? Because he's been exposed. He lost to Geno Smith, and he barely beat best, Davis Mills. Best fucking thing ever. I was so sad you could be on the show Thursday. Because I wanted to talk to you about that so fucking bad. <laughs> I was like, yo, Gino! I was so oh, hyped. I, uh, I wasn't even mad Javante Williams didn't do jack shit because I was already down 45 or 60. There was no way I was winning. So I said, fuck it. Give me all of it on the fucking Seahawks. We're going all in. I can't believe Gino Smith beat him. You, you know, think- I almost took the Seahawks money line for shits and giggles, and for some reason I didn't, and I'm kicking myself now. What do you think would have been more embarrassing that he lost to Geno Smith or if Drew Locke started and they still lost, like they lost to Drew Locke? Um, I think either one, it doesn't matter. It It's kind of just like losing to the Seahawks itself is embarrassing. Yeah. And the fact that Russ got shit on so bad on social media is hysterical. <laughs> All right. What do we got? Is there another game? Um. Cardinals and Raiders. My sentence is simply Hunter Renfro in overtime is looking like Brucey from the longest yard. Oh, damn it. I say popcorn. Like <laughs> twice in the same damn drive, yep. this man fumbles. The second time, it doesn't work. And Byron Murphy runs it back 75 yards. Now, my favorite part of this game was the fact that the pa- the, the uh, Raiders pass rush it looked like Bo Jackson Tech Bo Jackson Tech Mobile trying to take out uh Kyler Murray. Eco ran 82 yards. They said they tracked it 82 yards in a zigzagging pattern to try to cover this man. I am flabbergasted, bamboozled, dumbfounded, hoodwinked, hoodied <laughs> everything. That was beautiful. I um my my whole sentence would be like, what is going on? Like Las Vegas, I you you get Josh McDaniels, you give Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, you put Chandler Jones on that defense with Max uh, Crosby. This should be, this should be amazing for them. I mean, I can understand maybe lose to the Chargers week one, but they should have rolled over the Cardinals. My favorite thing was when they were up like twenty to zero, or whatever. The guy popped that champagne bottle in the crowd and was spraying everybody with it, and all of a sudden Kyler Murray just fucking runs that two point conversion in. But 
I I mean, I I don't think the Cardinals are back. I mean, we saw Marquise Brown drop some key passes with just typical Marquise Brown. Um, Raiders, I don't know what you're doing, but you have to figure it out. You cannot be 0-2 right now. I Well said. Well said, sir. I think it's the first show I've ever gone completely sober through it, and I'm just laughing my ass off right now. <laughs> well, because I'm saving the beers for the game, because I also, like, last night I had, I, like, legit last night had, like, two beer. Okay, so this is my night, right? I'm sitting there, I'm watching the uh, the uh, Bengals uh, um, Cowboys, and I was in Costco, and I've, uh, I like doing Lego sets, right? Like, uh, Lego sets, like, either Star Wars or, like, stuff like that, because I like building the ships. I like how calming it is, just building, following the directions, doing whatever. And I love, like, holding up, like, models. It's a little more... So I I bought the Mandalorian's Naboo Starfighter from season from Book of Boba Fett. It was on sale for, like, 20 bucks off at Costco yesterday. So I'm, like, meant to be, grab, put it in my cart with my meal prep shit, walk out, come home, I get a bunch of shit done, paperwork for a document I got to submit to the government, um... Washed my car, took out AC units, did laundry. I was on a roll. I sat down, cracked a double IPA, and just started building. And I it felt awesome. Like I was hype as shit. So by the time it was all said and done, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is a great time. This is a great time. And I'm looking around I'm like, all right. This was fun. And I built it. It was cool. But it was so much fun actually watching the uh, watching the game while doing it. But my favorite part of it was once it ended, I had to watch and suffer through that epic collapse by the Raiders. Even like my <laughs> my casual football friends in the gym today, there's one Raiders fan. He's really freaking obnoxious, and he's he he he's a. I, I grew up with this kid, and he's literally like he said, Jared, I don't know what happened, man. And my buddies are Cowboys fans, Shane and Austin. They're like, yo, like what the hell. Like, you're Raiders. Like, the hell happened? He goes, I don't, I don't know. He ran 82 yards. I'm like, yeah, because your guys are out of gas. That's a typical Josh McDaniels loss, and it's really bad the Raiders are 0-2 now. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more um, from this Josh McDaniels Raiders. I know it's very early, so there's, you can't get on them too hard, but it's just the fact that you've got the Chiefs and the Chargers in your division. You got Miami who's going crazy on offense right now. You need to win as many games as you can if you're any team in the AFC just to even consider any wild card consideration. I still think that it'll be two teams from the West and one team from the East. Mm-hmm. I think the North is going to be a team going 9-8. and eight. It's going to be like the Eagles of 20... Uh, what is it? The Eagles of 2019 where they're like the, just the last one alive. It's um it's kind of crazy to me that the uh and the AFC North is wide open as it is right now. I really would have thought that the Bengals were going to run away with it. Like I said, I know it's early, but the Bengals going 0 and 2 is not good for that right now. I'm not worried about the Steelers. I'm not really worried about the Browns. It's to me, it's going to be between the Bengals and the Ravens. But as of right now, it's the Ravens to lose. Fuck yeah! All right, moving on. Sunday Night football. We talked a little bit about it already. Um, yeah, this game was boring. Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears, and uh, yeah. Uh, everyone can re lax whatever. I, I don't feel like smelling right now. Uh, basically, the Ravens. I mean, not the Ravens. The Bears suck. The 49ers are terrible. With Trey Lance in the rain, and um, 
I, you know, it's just, it's just funny to me. It, it's just like I, I, we, we got, I got all my thoughts on this game around, uh, earlier. So, could the Bears be the uh, the new New York Jets in the sense that they draft a quarterback and they don't build around him, aka uh, what they did to freaking uh, Sam Darnold and Mark Sanchez after two Sam years? Darnold to Justin Fields. I think that's really disrespecting <laughs> Justin Fields' foot. Um, I just, you know, I'd, let's be real. At the end of the day, the Packers pretty much looked at Aaron Rodgers and said, you sucked last week, so we're going to give you the Bears. This is going to be a scrimmage. This isn't going to count towards anything. Just go out and have fun. Just throw the ball see what happens. I love the ayahuasca tea celebration. That was awesome. All right. My football preview we'll just do quickly because it's already half into the game, almost already or an hour in. Uh, Titans, bull, bull, uh, Bills. Um, I honestly am a little surprised. Bills haven't put it. Killed him more. The Titans are still on the Tannehill's bench by week six train. What's the score right now? According to my calculations and the fact that my phone is frozen. Come on. Uh, 10-7 bills at a halftime. Almost half. Oh, nope. 7-20 in the second. Seven minutes. Wait minutes. Seven uh, minutes left in the in the half. So, yeah. Seven. Uh, they just run on the score. My, my little statement for this game will be, I think it's cute, Tennessee. I think it's real cute that you guys probably think you're going to get this game won. doesn't matter if it's 10 to 7 right now. It doesn't matter if you get the head 14 to 10 by the time it's halftime. The Bills are going to stomp you. I love how like they're, they're, everyone's hyping this up like the Jalen Rager ball. My like, guys, the Rager Jefferson ball. Like, guys, who cares? You he know what's... I really hope, I really hope he drops. Like he, they try to go to him opening play and he drops touchdown. I would be, I don't wish anything wrong on Jalen Rager, but when he goes, Oh, this is revenge. I'm like, for what? We gave you every opportunity in the world to succeed. You got hurt your rookie year. Then when you came back, you were barely useful unless you were returning kicks. Then last year, we gave you every opportunity in the world. You jogged routes, you dropped game winning touchdowns when Hertz would put his neck out for you. No, no sympathy here. I, My, I, I, he, he quit on, he quit. He quit on the Eagles. He like started to get in his own head. This isn't like where Aguilar had a good season where he was like an elite level slot receiver for us. Like 2017, Nelson Aguilar was the second best slot receiver in football. Like he was disgusting on 2017 Eagles. But then like, you know, when he becomes the guy once, uh, you know, Alshon Jeffries hurt half the year and Torrey Smith goes to the Panthers and retires. It's like, eh, but you know, I have no sympathy for this. Uh, yeah. with, with this game tonight, honestly, I do think the Titans are going to win. Uh, going back to the first one, I mean, I do think the Bills are going to win. I think the Titans. Here's the problem. I think Mike Vrabel knows he pulled up Josh Gordon to see if it'll add a little spark because Burks has been underwhelming, Bobby Trees is underwhelming, um, and they honestly can't really move the ball. Derek had their most exciting player is Hilliard, their backup running back right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I don't know like Tannehill was like oh his second highest PFF grade on my like, PFF grades are fucking bullshit come on yeah um, I I feel the same way I've got the Bills with that game um and then with this next one with the uh, Vikings the Eagles listen you got Kirk Cousins in prime time football you give me pit. Philly. You've got a pissed off <laughs> Eagles team who's had to hear about Jalen Rager the entire week you got Kirk and Cousins prime that, time. Dude, like Devontae, you think Devontae Adams ain't Devontae Smith ain't gonna want to tear up that secondary after putting up a goose egg last week? Dude, listen, man. Oh, and I know, to... I know, Darius Slay and uh, James Bradbury want to another shot at this one. So, all you need to tell me is Kirk Cousin in primetime football, and I am taking the other team any time of the day. Doesn't matter if it's the freaking Bears. Give me the Philly. 
Give me Philly Monday night upset over. Well, I guess if you want to call it an upset, Eagles I don't know. Eagles debut their new end zone logo, end zone wording tonight too. Give me the Eagles. Is it better than the brownie logo? Oh my god, that's ugly looking. Yeah, no, it is better. All righty. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we send the folks out of here? We actually sped ball through that show today. We actually kind of had a very efficient show. No, um, if I had to think of anything off the top of my head, is don't sleep on Joe Cool. I'm not trying to be biased, but Joey is, Flax uh, is in the building. Mine is uh, I was right. The Hurricanes are not a national championship contender this year. This year. This That's year. Key. Next year, if they keep Van Dyke, sweet Jesus. Because I think the only guy who has to go to the draft this year is um, their defensive tackle from West Virginia and Will Mallory. Every, mm-hmm. Oh, and Sarik Stevenson and Al Blades. So for four starters. But everyone else is a sophomore, junior, or freshman because mm-hmm. Manny Diaz started basically all freshmen last year. So look out for that. It's going to be a fun time. But uh, yeah. Um, Shout out to our sponsors, YouTubeVisual.com, promo code corner booth for 10% off. And Belly Ups. Um, Belly Up actually is a new sponsor. Uh, True Classic Tees, I believe the promo code is Belly Up Fantasy for uh, 20% off your order. And our f- best sponsor, our favorite for me and Matt at least, is Canadips. Promo code Belly Up 20 for 20% off. We appreciate y'all stopping by. We will see you on Thursday for another. Uh, kickoff uh, for our kickoff show for the weekend for the pregame, and we will see you um, Thursday. Shout out to our friends Rebecca and Patrick getting married. Congrats, guys! Peace, peace, peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.